Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jillian. (laughs) Do you smell... Do you smell like the potpourri in the air? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, like you can't smell my Vicks oh, vapor rub? Oh, yes. Well, that's just... what you're calling potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to mention it. Because I smell like a lo- an old lady? Well, you well, have, and you have these beautifully glistening patches on your <laughs> cheeks. So I, I realize I'm becoming very high maintenance in oh, some of gosh. the weirdest ways. Hey, people? Because <laughs> I'm not a high maintenance person. I'm the kind of person that can roll out, brush my teeth, throw some water on my face, and go to Costco, and then inevitably run into five people course, I know. Of course. Of course. Well, at least you don't leave, like, a brush in your hair or no, curlers. No, no, no. But, oh, curlers. <laughs> anyway, um, but I've realized that, like, I need my creature comforts as I'm getting older. It's, like, But it's not so much about how you look, because obviously no. you sit here with shiny patches on no. your it's cheeks. about functioning. <laughs> it's about functioning, exactly. It's, it's totally about, about functioning. It's about functioning. And we all have our different aches and pains, yeah. so, so I get you. So, like, I'm, I am I went on a little trip the other week. I realized, like, I'm so, like, I pack my own tea bags. <laughs> oh, yes. And I'm, like... I pack my own tea bags. I packed my Vicks vapor. I am in awe of how you pack. Thank you. And this is carry on too. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. I did an amazing job. I carry my own shampoo because I don't trust hotel shampoo. Yeah. All these things. Like I'm becoming that person that sits with beside you in church and you know she's got the very thing that you need in her purse. Of course. Do you have an Allen key in that purse? Yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> take do. it down there. Oh wait, there's some sticky <laughs> lifesavers with some Kleenex bits on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Like um I was talking to my sister about um traveling because she, I just spent uh, seven beautiful weeks with her in California. Um, So we were talking about packing because they're going to come this summer. Yeah. And just how organized I am thinking through all the things that I need to bring. Like, I don't know. I've gotten worse with age. You have? Because, okay, we got it. We digress. But the last time we went on like a girls weekend. Yes. And you have like... You have all these little zippered bags, like yes. the queen of those packing cubes. Packing cubes. I love but, like, them. There's one that's just your sleep cube. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it has like a sound machine. Yeah, it's amazing. All yeah. the things you are like Mary Poppins, man. Uh, well, what can I say? <laughs> and you know, just as a little plug for packing cubes, the whole seven weeks that I was in California, I lived out of those packing cubes. Because it's all nicely, all rolled up. So I just threw them into the drawer. I didn't have to unpack and repack. That's very impressive. Okay, there you go. So what are we unpacking today (laughs) in terms of content? What a segue. (laughs) Well, I've been giving deep thoughts, as I always do. So in the midst of our, you know, humor, I've been thinking about how do we live a life that matters? Ooh. Right. And it came about because, I got to be honest, I... Just came from California, living there for seven weeks. Right. And my sister knows how to spoil me. Oh. Yeah. And so it, my life's been pretty comfortable. I haven't really been tested 
uh, in the last little while uh, with anything new, mm-hmm. uh, anything that I have to learn. Um, and I don't mean that I didn't have my usual aches and pains as we started off this conversation. Part of my having packing cubes is I had to make sure I packed all my, you know, all your aches creams and, and yes. whatever I needed yes. to keep I myself mean, comfortable. You're like an apothecary. Yeah. And I, oh, by the way, I discovered a new pillow. <laughs> Which we bought these pillows and we brought them back home. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because again... It's all about sleep. It's about sleep. So I'm not talking about the aches and pains or the usual bumps of life. Right. Because, come on, life always throws us curveballs. Yeah. I'm talking more about, I haven't really taken any huge risks of late. Ooh. Uh, Huh. Yeah. Because I'm kind of at the age where my comfort is very important, as you can see, with my packing cubes. And I don't know, do I make excuses to myself saying, you know, I've kind of done a lot in my career. Yeah. I've done a lot of ministry and maybe it's now time to coast. Right. Do we ever get to that point where we think that way? Or do we go, okay, it's time for a rest now. Yeah. And I, and I, I absolutely agree. We need rest. But have we rested to the point of staying in our comfort zone? And so then our focus becomes more about guarding our life. Yes. Than it, and protecting our And protecting comfort. our comfort than yeah. actually living it. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe we are coasting a little bit. So now I'm not saying that there isn't this natural rhythm to life as you get older. And I, and I agree, we need to slow down. I w- need way more time to recover. I need more pockets of rest. Yep. My energy's not the way it used to be. Um, and so I'm not suggesting that, um, you know, taking risks or doing something bigger with your life right. means that you should go skydiving or climbing a mountain unless that's something you want to do like more which more is power what my brother you. does yeah, my yeah. brother just goes and climbs and mountains. he's older than you are too right yeah, yeah and so. he's got a bonky a wonky bonky knee yeah well more more power to him <laughs> for doing that but he's not sitting still he's not um so yeah. so taking a risk isn't what i mean that it's just about bungee jumping or whatever i'm just talking about living a life that matters right and i think as we get older too we get to get rid of some of the surplus and the superfluous stuff yeah. that actually doesn't matter yeah so you know where you know 20 years ago you were doing 1200 different things yeah you can't quantify that anymore Right. It's not right? possible. Well, not it's not n- possible, nor is it practical, nor right. is it, nor should you. So the narrowing right. down what risks you're willing to take yeah. for the sake of living. For the sake of living. And we have this one life. Yeah. So what does that look like? So, you know, I was reading one of my favorite authors, Barbara Brown Taylor. If you've yeah. never read anything that she's written or heard any of her sermons or talks, oh, check her out. She's like unbelievable. Yes, she like, really I'm is. I'm totally a fan of her. And she's really challenging me on this. So she says, our fear of suffering and death robs us of life because fear of death always turns into fear of life, oh. into a stingy, cautious way of living that's not really living at all. Oh, that is like... Right, as you would say, right in the solar plexus. Yeah. This idea that the fear of death always turns into fear of life. Yes. And I see this as I look at people who are ahead of me age-wise. And there's wisdom in it. Like if you're um, not able to walk as well, you obviously should be more cautious. But I think that we anticipate 
um, possible danger and disaster. And as a result, we hold back. And, and I never want to get to that place. That's right. And as a result, we don't we don't live fully at all because we're so locked into the fear of the what if I fall, what if I trip, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, I've shared— I don't mean blah, 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 because it is a real it's thing. It's a real thing. But, like, I, I've said this before. When I reflect on my mom as she neared the end of her life, she told us— that she really, really regrets that she didn't live life more, that she lived with such a sense of responsibility, but also control Mm -hmm. and routine and discipline. And she wished she had more fun. She wished she had done more. And that has always rung in the back of my mind. And I know when I think about how she lived her life, because she had her trauma where her mother died early, she almost died herself as a kid, is that it translated to a fear of life. Yeah. And it didn't make her life any longer because of her being so cautious. It shut her life down early on. And throughout her life, it shut chapters of her life down. Yeah. Which is really sad. You know, I see... I see people and I look at them and I go, you know, it looks like you were born old. Yeah. Like because they they carry this, they carry themselves in such a way that it's always like they're withholding. Right. They're withholding they're the holding joy back. of life yes. and the zest for life and and just the energy that, you know, would make a huge difference. Yeah. And so like when I think about my mom versus my dad, I contrast them greatly because as a person of faith, I really do believe that beyond just living life fully with adventures and fun and and like embracing all that, that we are actually created to live very purposeful lives right up until our very last breath. I totally agree. There's meaning in our lives if we choose to pursue that. So my dad, he right up until his last breath, and we had a video put into his his um, room. So we saw it in the middle of the night when he couldn't sleep. He was praying for us right up into his last breath. And he was encouraging us. And he was a total ray of sunshine right up until the very end. And this was while he was bedridden and in pain. Oh. Uh, and he's unable to move because of the advanced cancer in his body. And, you know, he was wearing diapers. So let's yep. just say he needed some help to get some sure. natural movement going on. Like, this is not a life of comfort no. from a physical realm or even spiritually, emotionally, in the sense that he's he knows he's at his end. And yet... Oh, and I should add, he also had dementia. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't hear very well. But there is no way that that man wasn't living out his purpose until his very last breath. What a beautiful picture. Like, because I yeah. saw some of the videos, you know, yeah. you shared a few of the videos. And I'm just like, wow, to finish like that, mm-hmm. even when your body is failing you and your mind is failing you, all these, you know, all the natural things that you depend on are failing you. Mm-hmm. But to have that kind of inner core strength. Right that's able to um, give you a reason to wake up in the morning. That's right. So as long as we have breath in our body, we always have purpose. Like God's not done with us. Well, you know, I was out out in Saskatoon the other week, and one of the things that we were walking through was kind of like a crash course in life coaching. And I said that one of the biggest lies— Just to just clarify, you were there doing a conference. Right. (laughs) Okay. One of the biggest lies that we face— is um, it's too late. <sighs> now, my point is, mm. it may be too late to go to medical school if you're 82. Right. But 
what is the value that you want to go to medical school, mm. helping others, yes. right? So how can you live out that value? Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, volunteering at a Red Cross, Cross blood donor clinic yeah. or, yeah. you know, or, or visiting a hospice and reading to people. Like, what is the thing that you can do that fulfills that value yeah. in, let's say, a medical setting? Yeah, yeah. Because you're not done. You're not done. And also, I would say... Uh, on the other side of it, I mean, we have listeners who are much younger, just starting off in their career, or they're busy uh, parents with young kids. Yes. And it can feel like they have to put their life on hold while they fulfill all these responsibilities or finish school or do this or that. But I think if your mindset is that God has placed me on this earth for purpose, right. then every single possible encounter or conversation you have may actually be part of fulfilling that purpose. So the fact that I got to spend uh, an hour talking to an elderly woman uh, as she grieved the loss of her husband and I encountered her at a store... Could I have been fulfilling my purpose there in an accidental, and I'm saying this in quotes, yes. conversation that I had with her? And so if I have that thinking that what I do matters and my life matters and every moment and every conversation is a possible opportunity, it, at the very least, if not changing the world, but leaving the person I'm with slightly better off or myself in mm. that I can go back and look at my mistakes and go, oh my gosh, what can I learn from that? How can I do better this the next time around? Yeah. And I think even just you saying that, like, even if I didn't change that person's world, well, you, you move the needle forward in your own too. Yeah. Right. Like if you take the time in the produce aisle to speak to some woman who's like, people are lonely. Yeah. Like the fact that you were able to spend that time. Um, you moved the needle forward, not only probably in her life, mm -hmm. probably a lot forward that day, but in your life too, because you saw another human being in need. Yeah. And humans, we are all alike, regardless of our background, histories and all that, is that we all need to feel seen yeah. and to have a sense of dignity. Yes. And so if just by giving somebody a smile, we're giving them the sense that I see you and you're you're worthy, yeah. um, that's already a gift right there. You're not going to necessarily fix all their life problems. No. So again, that's that intentionality um, and not getting so in the rhythm of uh, either uh, just going through the motions of my checklist of my life or um, sitting in my comfort zone and have all these reasons and excuses why I don't do this, I don't do that. And so Barbara Brown Taylor goes on to say, oh my gosh, this was like zing. She goes, God does not care about my comfort and safety. God does not care whether I'm happy or not. What God cares about with all the power of God's holy being is the quality of my life. Oof. Not just my life, mind you, not just a continuation of my breath and the health of my cells, but the quality of my life, the depth of my life, the scope of my life, the heft and zest of my life. Don't you oh. love that? The heft and mm -hmm. zest of my life. So as I'm coasting in my comfort zone right now, how hefty is my life right now? And where is your life hefty? And where is my life hefty? Yeah. So, so, you know, like it could be hefty in a particular relationship. Yeah. 
and 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 I'm not diminishing no. that that's been my intentionality. I, I mean, I've talked about this already yeah. about purposely living with margin so that I don't ignore those opportunities. Um, but I am reframing things, and I think though that our life is a combination of big and small. So I've created space for the many more small encounters, but I also know that I am coasting in some of the bigger things that I feel the Lord has impressed upon okay. me and have found lots of reasons not to because of my age and stage <laughs> and all of those kinds of things. And I'm in California under a palm tree. There you go. And my sister's taking care of me. Exactly. <laughs> I got to tell you about the machacas that we had. Ooh. These are these Mexican uh, tortilla Ooh. filled with yummy yummies. Okay, it already sounds good. Yeah. Well, anyway, I digress. So I was talking to a really good friend um, of mine, and she was mentioning how much she wants to travel. She's the same age and stage of our life, just came back from a trip. And she was like, I loved it. I got to do more of this. <laughs> but she was worried about how it would affect her practice as a doctor. Mm. And the interesting thing is that she's at the stage in her life where her kids are all grown up. She's financially very stable and her husband's retired. So I asked her, like, why wouldn't you travel more? Why wouldn't you pursue greater zest in her life? Well, as we talked about it, she had this weird definition of worth in her mind. And her worth was in her so-called success as a doctor which meant she had to have this busy practice with patients coming and going in this constant flow. So if she traveled more, she wouldn't have that constancy of the flow of patients coming and going, which means that she wouldn't be a success. And I thought, wow. That's quantitative versus qualitative living. Exactly. And she is wired to actually really care for people. Um, A moment with her is like basking in sunshine, being wrapped up in a warm blanket. So I can imagine the impact she has on patients when she can allow herself to be her true self and to give quality versus quantity. If she took time to do that, she would actually end up having greater impact. Yes. And to me, living out of her true self, impacting people in a way that matters, to me, that's success. Well, I should introduce her to my doctor because my doctor has no trouble traveling. <laughs> Every time I call a book, oh, well, she's uh, in California that week. <laughs> she's on a cruise that week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Squeeze me in between her bookings. <laughs> yes. But, yes. you know, I think that's very true. Like how many of us, and we've been raised with this narrative that the busy, productive, quantitative. Yeah actions of our life mm-hmm. are more important than the qualitative yeah. actions of our life. Yeah. And there's almost this panicky urgency about trying to fit in as much as possible. Um, well, every time I open my Instagram, it's something about crushing your daily goals. And I'm like, I know. I'm just going to try and crush some sleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's an important goal. Yeah. So, What wrong beliefs do we have about success? Like, are we living our lives according to the world's view of success, whether it's uh, work-wise or as a parent or as a partner? Like, are we living according to that? And then as a result, we feel trapped by the responsibilities and the duties of life. So we can't, we don't have space to pursue a life that really matters. And how much life are we actually missing, the zest part of life, if we're always about the number? Right. If we're always about the the task list, how many tasks we can do, how many 
patients we can see, how many client calls we can make. If we're always about that, right? There's where is the zest? Where is the zest? Yeah, and 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 it, it gets kind of repetitive after a while too. And so then we maybe are kind of sleepwalking as yeah. opposed to living fully. Um, are we just filling our days? Then? That's right. Are we just filling our days? So a question to ask is. Like, when was the last time you embraced change in your life? Are you asking me a question? <laughs> well, I'm asking it for the, I, the I listener. Know, but you're, you know, like, yeah, I'm uh, too tired to answer yeah. it right now. When was, but I'm asking myself, when yeah. was the last time I embraced change? Like, we already know from science that learning a new language, learning to dance, learning something outside of our comfort zone is very, very good for our brain. It can stave uh, dementia away. There's lots of really good health benefits yes. of it. But change is painful for it our is brain. Painful. <laughs> we don't like to change. It so. hurts because it's all new and we have to learn, we have to create these new neural pathways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that hurts our brain. It like, does. It really does. It does. And, you know, and I think as we get older, I mean, you think about kids that, yes, there are some temperaments that can be fearful of change, but when they're in this space where they feel safe and comfortable, they explore, they naturally explore and they learn and they try new things. So why do we lose that? So like, I think that's a question is, you know, where are you allowing your comfort zone to prevent you from taking risks? Oh, are making Such these changes question. that you need in your life? Where are we afraid and feeling stuck? Okay, so I'm going to be asking myself this question. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are my wrong beliefs yeah. that have been, you know, generationally passed down, uh, societally passed down, yeah. um, et cetera, about success? Yeah. What are the trappings and responsibilities I have? Yeah. That keep me from fully living. Yeah. And what is my comfort zone look like? Yeah. Like, is it keeping me stuck? Yeah. Like, you can be stuck and happy. Yeah. But then you're, you know... You I don't know like, how happy you no, are, you, though. But you can wake maybe... up with this void thinking there's something missing. Yeah. And then you think, well, it's too late, or I've missed the boat, or blah, blah, blah. You talk yourself out of everything. And true, change can feel overwhelming. You don't even know where to start. Right? It can feel that way. Well, just think of last year, you know, a little over last year when you were moving. Yes. Oh. Like, no. like <laughs> That was painful. It is painful. After like 27 years in a particular home. And there are a lot of people in that stage right now. Like yeah. moving provinces or whatever and moving, you know, downsizing, upsizing, whatever it might be. That's a huge change. Yeah. So there's lots of reasons that we stay in our comfort zone. So here's another interesting quote. by uh, Barbara, and she goes, there is a certain amount of pain involved in being human and a good bit more involved in being fully human, fully alive. So, okay, she's just given the answer to why people don't change. It's the good bit more pain. Like, why would we want that? Are we willing to endure more pain to be more fully human, more fully alive? Like, are we going to have regrets at the end of our life going, I played it too safe, I had too much of a comfortable life, and I don't feel like I really lived with that sense of purpose? Yeah, and you know, like, that's the thing is, there is a certain amount of pain. Like, as we've been working through uh, Tasha's book Mm -hmm. and other books that we've done, like growth is painful. Yeah. And yet look at the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
anything good for us is painful. So then, <laughs> so then this leads to my next thought as a parent. Okay. Because it, I have to reframe the way I think and pray for my kids. Because you know how many prayers I go, keep them safe, I keep know. them this, that, that, protect them, protect this. And not that I want bad stuff to happen to them, but if I think I've got it wrong, if I think that happiness or pain-freeness is the key to being fully alive and fully human. Because as Barbara says, being fully alive involves a good bit more pain. So am I willing to pray for my kids, for them to have the courage to risk, the willingness to be bold, the faith to step into the unknown, the resilience to handle the pain of living fully alive? And then, of course, on top of that, the the teachability in the humility to learn from the pain of life, to not be afraid of the pain of life, but at the same time, not to get stuck by it, but to learn from the pain of life and to take those lessons to their next leap of faith and risk so that they live lives that matter. Like that's a totally different prayer. That is a totally different prayer. Than keep my kids safe from harm. Right. And yeah. And, you know, help them on their test today. Well, And, you know, all the other things that we as parents have prayed for our kids, right? Yeah. Help them make a friend at camp, blah, blah, blah. Why am I saying blah, blah, blah all day? Because I'm your brain tired. Exactly. Tired. Your brain is only coming out with a few words and then you have to stop with I'm, it. I'm sorry, people. Like, you know that I deal with insomnia and last night was not a good night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's so true. Like, it's reframing our safety net for our children, too. Yeah. It is. And that is a hard one coming out of the last couple of years Mm -hmm. because the safety net has been shaken. Mm -hmm. So reframing our safety net for our children. So again, going back to Susan's book, they can be more resilient, Mm -hmm. right? They can handle the tough stuff. Yeah. Um, Not consoling them in ways that soothe them, you know, when they're hurting. Right. But coming alongside them and helping them to navigate that. Right. As as parents, that's such a gift. Right. So beyond just the fact that we can't control that life is painful, uh, pain does develop resilience, but pain also means a life lived more fully and deeply and purposefully. You well, can't pursue that without there being pain. No, you can't. And I think back to that, you know, no pain, no gain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> and we all have our different points of pain. Like this year, as I've mentioned already, my year, my word for the year is to live wholeheartedly, yep. which sounds really good and all that. But for me, the risk is living more wholeheartedly means I have to be more honest. Because you know me, people pleaser. Yep. I don't always say what I really believe about a situation. No. And, you know, you have to be poked and prodded a little I bit. I do. Times. Like, I hate the thought that people might not like me or they may judge me or be disappointed or in be you. disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I was having a conversation with a newer person that I've met, and she goes, you know, she says, Oh, I can tell, like, you're opinionated, you've got ideas, and like, I'm a strong woman and all that. And I was like, Ouch. Yeah. The truth is... You are. (laughs) Uh, You are. But I hold back because I'm afraid of the rejection. So like how living wholeheartedly is going to mean being more my true self, which people might not like. So I think I've been playing it a little too safe. I think so too. And I think always the danger when we want to move out of our comfort zone is that we'll go to the extremes. Yeah. 
typically that's not human behavior. Yeah. No. So again, there's that fear, right? Mm-hmm. The fear is if I speak my mind or if I... Everyone's going to hate me. Yeah, exactly. Um, you'll swing too far. Right. You won't. I know. You just won't. I know. So it's it's worth it to risk mm-hmm. uh, before the growth and to be more yourself and to be more using your voice than to hold back and stay in that little comfort zone. Yes, you're right. I think I've been see this is the this is the problem when we tend to spiritualize things. I've been calling it being humble. <laughs> <laughs> I've been also calling it waiting on God. Oh man. Well, because I you know, I have a tendency to leap and I in the past I've done too much, taken things too much into my own hands and push past clear no stop signs. Right. And and so I think I've swung too far the other way where well, I'm, like, you just, I'm waiting you know, you on God. Well, you just disproved my theory. What? Because I said people don't usually swing <laughs> that far to the other side. But you, I, you just disproved me. Well, I have. Maybe it's been gradual, but, you know, when I find a—I think we all do that. When there's something about our character we don't like, we can go so far the other way that we stop being ourselves. Yeah. Because there's okay. something about our character flaw— there's some truth in who we are in that. Oh, yes, I can see that. Okay, so I'll have to chew on that for a little bit because yeah. my theory now has to be rethought. <laughs> yeah, so like this waiting on God thing that I've been talking about has been a bit of an excuse to stay in my comfort zone, and I think I've gotten too passive as a but result. But it also, like, it's also that Christianese that is a safe place to play, mm. right? Because when you say that, people think that you are— you know, being this big spiritual I'm very giant. spiritual, yeah. Yeah, and you're being humble, too. Right. And you're taking your cues from God and not, you want to stay in this obedience lane. Right. Well, scripturally, that doesn't line up for a lot of people. I know. They had to take the risks. I know. Well, that's the Bible story, of, <laughs> full of stories of that. So, anyway, uh, this, this has just been my pondering of life. So, I would end by asking— you, but also our listeners, to think about what dreams have been percolating in your heart. Um, what actions have you been putting off? And what risks do you need to be taking? And I'm not talking about has to be anything like wor- world-shaking risk, no. but it has to be a risk for you. Right. No, I understand that. Um, I'll, I'll give you one right off the bat. Sure. Uh, what risk do you need to be taking? Um, you know, as I get older, I need to get more of my financial tracking in line, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if I go down in a plane, mm-hmm. people know where all my stuff is. Yeah. I've been putting that off. Because, because you don't want to fun. No, you don't want to think about dying. No, it's and it's not fun. Right. But it's a reality. Yeah. And I don't think, like, that's necessarily an age stage thing. I think we should all have sort of our stuff in order. Mm-hmm. But I've just been really putting it off. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it niggles at me. How much energy do I use up just letting it nag at me, too? Mm-hmm. That's robbing me of zest mm-hmm. and, and heft of life. Right. So how would that be um, holding you back from 
your next season of life or pursuing your dreams or whatever it might be? Good is question. It, is it like this weight that you're carrying that you can't move on to the next thing until you take care of this? Like, you know how we think, yeah. I've got all these tasks I have to do and I can't even think about tomorrow until right. I do these tasks. Yeah, I don't know if it's that, but I'll have to give that some thought because it's definitely, maybe it's like facing up to the fact that, you know, I'm... One day, hmm. someone's going to need to look at all my stuff. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, exactly, why am I putting it off? Not just because it's a boring old task, mm-hmm. but because there's something else deeper. So, there's something deeper. Yeah, so listeners, what is it? like? Yeah, and, and so, like, deeper behind when it? we're talking about dreams, I would also add the word longings mm-hmm. um, in that. Um, and when we talk about things that you've, actions that you've been putting off, it would also include what internal fears, insecurities, issues that yeah. is happening. And that's actually going to go really well into our next episode, which is going to be about self-sabotage. The, the question, I just want to say this, yeah, because this is where I've been camping a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea of longings, mm-hmm. I, and I wonder if this is true of more than me. I wonder if our fear of speaking our longings out mm-hmm. loud mm-hmm. is because it's also tied to, well, what if it doesn't come true? Mm. So that goes into risk. Yes. Like if I tell Risking you... Risking disappointment. Yeah. If I tell you my deep longings yeah. and they don't come true, right? I've spoken them out loud. Okay, girl. That's a whole episode. I know. We are going to do that. I think that's, that is, yeah, really important for us to think about and yeah. talk about. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Well, I mean, this is the whole thing. Your little brain. <laughs> you see, it's this not a little brain either. It's a big brain. <laughs> <laughs> I know lots of stuff going on there. But thanks for tuning in, and please do tune in next week because we are going to talk about self sabotage uh, and how we can move from self sabotage to self mastery and some of the things that could be holding Ooh, us back. I like all this. this. I like this it a lot. life that matters. All right. Gotcha. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life Podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.